Hi, I'm Tori, and this is Meet Me on Your Mat, the space to get and stay inspired to keep up a lifelong yoga practice. Today we are talking with my friend Leslie. She's a mama, a wife, and so much more. Wait until you hear about her recovery when a car hit her while she was on her bike this past August. All I can say is she is a fierce yoga warrior. But before we dig in, make sure to stay tuned after the interview to get the scoop on myself, my fascia release workshop coming up on May 11th. You won't want to miss out on this one. Now let's dig into this inspiring yoga chat with Leslie. All right. Well, welcome, um, Leslie. I'm so glad you're here with us today and that you're going to share um, your experience with yoga. Uh, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, like what, what your daily life is away uh, is like away from the mat. Uh, wow. So <laughs> it's different than it was a year ago. Um, so I'll give you a peek into what it used to be like a year ago. Okay. It's a little bit different now, like for everybody. Um, so I have a daughter who is seven and a half and used to take her to school. And then I would usually go to my local Bikram studio and have class. Um, and then I teach rock climbing to adults and children at our local YMCA. Um, I sing in the Grand Rapids Women's Chorus. We have practiced once a week. That's a lot of fun. It's a, a local social justice choir for women. And I volunteer at Ellie's Place, which is a children's grief group okay. um, nonprofit that's local. And, and I facilitate a group of um, high schoolers going through grief. And um, like to go biking a lot with my husband and my daughter and take walks with the dog. Um, so I guess the difference now is I do yoga from home every day, six days a week, which is fantastic because now instead of spending three or four hours on yoga a day, it's it's much less. Um, and let's see, a lot more time outside. The dog gets walked once, maybe twice a day now because <laughs> we all want to be outside. Yep. Um, my daughter's doing school hybrid, so... Two days a week, she's at school, and the rest is is here at home, and so I get to help her more. Um, This last year was supposed to be her, or actually this year was supposed to be her first year, like, full day school, Mm -hmm. and that that was kind of upended a little bit. (laughs) I was glad, because I was like, oh man, I'm not going to see her all day anymore, and like most parents probably were like oh man kid you need to get out of the house yeah I need, I need a break um but yeah it's been good being home too I feel like I got to elongate that and, and I will be sad when she's gone all the time because I feel like that's kind of she'll spend more and more time away from the house and it's a little bit sad but it's it's good too yep uh, yeah what else <laughs> no. how long have you been married um, since 2008. So what is that? 13 years now? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, we've been together since 2006. So this like 15 years and we've known each other for 16 years. So, yeah. Yeah. So nice long marriage, yep. kid, tons of extra stuff that you do. Um, and did were you able through the last year to keep up with? Uh, I mean, obviously, probably not the rock climbing, uh, yeah. But like the the chorus and the grief group. Yes, um, it's pretty hard to say, pretty hard to sanitize a rock wall. Yeah. So and and although I teach adults and children, the majority of my students were children, and so that's really tricky. Yeah, um, I, I'm. I'll be excited to get back to that because I miss all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I miss my, my YMCA family. I miss seeing all the, the people there. Like one of the things that my daughter loves, she grew up at the Y and she misses date night when we used to go once a month and you get to drop off your kid for like four hours and they get to eat pizza and run around the track and have fun and hang out with all their friends. And well, you know, you and, and your partner get to go do fun stuff. Yeah, and 
Yeah, and I love our YMCA. It's a, it was great to work for too. Um, but now I forgot what you were saying. No, I was just asking, and and the grief group. Um, oh yes. Um, luckily, um, we've been able to take it online. Although we used to do it um, in person every week, and we would have like a potluck before, so we'd all get to eat together, and then we'd they break it down by age groups and stuff like that. And um, now we do it online every other week, which is great. It's just hard. It's kind of hard for the kids because I'm okay. You know, like the high schoolers are more used to it because they, you know, they're doing online school. They're a little bit older. They don't get quite as distracted, but it's also exhausting Mm because they're, you know, a lot of them are doing everything online for so long and have one more thing that you have to be online for. Just like all of us, it's like, but they're also, they, they really appreciate it and they, they need that specific connection and, and I'm really grateful for all the the staff and and everybody who works there and, and I miss seeing the kids and um, yeah, it's, it's interesting too because it's, it's never just about their person that they lost, you know, it's about all the stressors in their life and they really need it and so I'm glad we're still, we're still doing all of that. And they can have an outlet. It doesn't matter if they want to talk about their person or if they want to talk about how hard school is to be online or, you know, all their other frustrations. They kind of need that outlet and that understanding they get from being with other people and especially other kids their age who are going through similar things. Absolutely. Um, It's so important, um, you know, to keep connection going as much as possible you know, especially right now. So that's awesome that you're still able to do that. Yeah. They ask me every week, when are we going to meet in person again? Like, we'll do it when it's safe. Like, yep. Yep. We want to see you too. I miss you guys. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's just a, it's an, it's an unusual situation (laughs) for sure. Now, um, going back to yoga, now that we kind of have background of your everyday life, um, when was your first yoga class or first yoga experience? I've been trying to think about this for a while, and the best that I can kind of, I'm sure that I had something in like college or, or I probably, I have some really old like DVDs um, from like Gaim yoga mm-hmm. and, and all of that, but I've never been really, I, I'm I'm a group class person. Okay. You already know this about me. I'm very yeah. social. <laughs> people. Um, and so I think the kind of the first time I did it on a regular basis, um, I was living in Lansing at the time and I had a gym membership and um, I would get up every day before work and go to the gym and three days a week I would lift weights. And then the other three days a week, um, they had yoga and Pilates classes, and I would do that, and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I couldn't believe what yoga and Pilates, like, did to my body. I felt really great, I looked great, I had more energy, and I had, like, a, I had a set routine. Um, and it was, it was really great. And I enjoyed it, and the teacher I had was fantastic. He was a lot of fun and very encouraging and everything. Um, so that probably started around 20 years ago. Okay, wow. Yeah, so um, what were your first impressions? I mean, kind of touch on it a little bit, but um, of your absolute first class, was it an immediate, like, I love yoga? Or was it like, I think I have to go back to that because I feel good? I don't think it was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this. I can't live without it. I think it was more like, I want to do more of this. I like this because it was different from, um, lifting weights. I've never really been a runner. Although the, the, the more I've exercised, I used to, especially when I was doing that six days a week lifting and and doing it, like I would get these weird urges to like run. (laughs) And so I would start running on the treadmill and then I tried to run outside and I was like, Nope, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, no, I think the more I did it, the more I was like, just like absolutely in love with it and then I didn't start I'm trying to it was kind of a more I hate to say traditional yoga it was not hot yoga okay it was really not 26 and 2 it was more um traditional like hatha yeah yeah Yeah. different every time like a different class every time 
Yeah. Yes, which I enjoyed. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, the reasons, like, if there was stuff that you recognized, but there was also, like, the flow would change, or there were new postures and stuff like that, and I enjoy that. Um, I think the first time I ever tried any sort of hot yoga, it was Bikram, and um, I have a friend who, at the time, had been going every single day for like two years and blogging about it. She lived in Chicago and she went to the Andersonville uh, Bikram Yoga Studio. Yep. Um, and was a fixture there and knew everybody. Um, and my husband and I went to visit her and she was like, you should bring your mat and like go to a class with me. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I remember thinking, man, this is hard, but I was like, oh, I love this. And also, crap, they don't have this back where I live in Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good, probably three to five years before we got a studio. Okay. And so I would just do, um, I would just do yoga, more traditional, not hot yoga at the YMCA. So I was a member there before I started working there. And there was a teacher that was fantastic that everybody loved, and his his uh, his classes were always like packed. And I really enjoyed going to that because he would always tell us like we're all training to be old people, and I you know like mm-hmm. I I want you to know how to do this so <laughs> for practical reasons, right? Not just like ooh you look pretty in this pose, but like we're all training to old, be old people, and the older you get, you don't want to fall down because you're gonna hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's learn how to balance and let's be flexible and strong and, you know, like help you as you get older. And I just was like, yeah. And then every time I would like slip on the ice and catch myself, I'd be like, yeah, yoga. And I fall down and hurt myself. That's awesome. Um, And so I, for a long time I went to that. And then one day one of my friends was like, oh, we're getting a Bikram yoga studio. And I was like, really? When? Where? Mm -hmm. And this was, um, I had my daughter in September of 2013. And I think this was like, they opened up in, I think, like July of 2014. And it took a while to like build the space out. And so I kept looking, kept looking. They weren't open. And then I got distracted. And then like, Finally, I was looking, it was like December 26th, 2014, I went to our local studio, um, because I finally looked and I was like, I wanted to do a 10 for 10, and I wanted to be able to take advantage of all of those 10 days. Okay. And so I was like, all right, Christmas break's coming up, my husband's not working, so he can watch the kids every day, and I can do this 10 for 10 that I want to do. And I went and I was like yeah, this is, these are my people. This is my place. (laughs) I think I probably went like seven or nine days in a row and something like that. And I was like, absolutely. I need to be doing this and signed up for like a monthly membership. And, um, yeah, met some fantastic people that I still am in contact with today. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was about it. I don't, I love I love the heat, although I don't miss it right now. Okay. Um, for me, it was such a I, – I think I kind of figured out, like, that was the mental challenge that I needed. Okay. It, to be able to, like, get in there and not let – not mentally focus on the heat and be like, oh, it's so hot, I just want to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just be like, you need to, like, not let that bother you and, and do your thing anyway. Yes. And and I enjoyed that challenge. And I, yeah, I missed that a little bit. But I like all the new stuff we're doing now, too. So. <laughs> it's all good. All good. Yeah. Um, now, t- take me back, I mean, uh, to the beginning of your practice. Was there anything that, you know, within that first year that you achieved that you thought that you would never achieve? I don't know if I didn't think I would never achieve it, but there were little things along the way. Like, okay. I, I remember, you know, like I went into the room with like a towel, a hand towel, a water bottle, like all the stuffs. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I realized as 
different um, teachers and that mentioned to me, like, you know, like, stop wiping yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just a distraction. And then I was like, you're right. I'm, like, grabbing this towel to, like, wipe off my, like, the sweat's going to be there. Just let it be. It's, yeah. It's, like, that's a distraction. And, like, the water, you know, was, like, when I, I felt so much better about my practice once I stopped bringing my water to class, not because I was, like, trying to be, like, oh, yeah, I don't need any water. But for me, it was a distraction. And then when we would get into locus, I just would feel like crap because all, you know, your elbows pushing against your stomach that's only full of water, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just would make me feel crappy. And then for me, it was like a crutch. The water and the towel were like a crutch. And when I could get rid of that, and it also made me remember to like be good to myself the rest of the day and and hydrate all day and yes. not just in class. And, you know, all that, that good stuff. Um, As far as poses, oh, mm -hmm. man, I don't know. Like, I don't know in the first year. Like, everybody focuses on standing head to knee. Yes. And and I always was like, oh, because it looks like the culmination of everything, right? And so you're like, oh, if I could do that, you know. But I, I don't know. There was just, I remember just being overwhelmed too, though. Like, <laughs> I can still listen to the dialogue and be like, oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or, you know, a teacher's, as, as everything has evolved within that practicum of what is Bikram Yoga or the 26 and 2, as teachers have found a lot of their own language to help students hear the dialogue again or hear yeah. something new. And so um, it has evolved quite a bit. But I do think that that system, it really does help you clear away some bad habits that will just uh, eke into any other practice, right? The, the water bottle or the hand towel, if you're still struggling with the fact that you need to wipe, swipe, or hydrate in between, then when you take a more advanced class, you're going to spend your whole time hydrating and wiping, you know, instead of actually just... Um, kind of focusing on what's happening for you for that period of time, however long the class is. So yeah. I think that there's some foundational things that are taught in that beginner's class that are extremely valuable, you know, to the rest of your practice. If nothing else, it, it taught me to, you know, like focus on my breathing and to stop making lists in my head. <laughs> <laughs> like there, would, there was always the thing, like, would you stop with the lists? And it would just quiet my, it quieted my mind. And like, I think for me, the thing that I loved about the heat was like, it made you pay attention. Yeah. When you're in that heat, you can't, it forces you to focus mm -hmm. on what you're doing because it's so stinking hot. And you're like, you have to like focus on your breathing. You have to focus on just even like the efficiency of what you're doing. I remember counting how many breaths I would get in the savasanas between like floor series, like so that I could maximize. <laughs> like, how many times can I breathe in between when they tell us to, you know, like yeah. do our next sit up so that I'm, you know, but I tend to overanalyze. <laughs> Thing. No way. No way. <laughs> I don't believe no, it. Not at all. I don't do that. Um, no, but just the the focus on that stuff that I had never thought about before. Sure. And there was so much to think about. There's still so much to think about in the 26 and 2. It's, oh, it's true. It was true. the one thing that I really enjoyed about that, too, is like, yeah, you're, you're doing the same stuff. I like the fact that you we did it a little bit slower than like a more traditional non-heated class. You stayed in the postures a little bit longer and you got to do it twice. Um, but yeah, even now, like, I, I mean, but that's what I've learned with yoga and life is like, you should always be learning and paying attention and figuring out new stuff. Right. It's just a process. Truth. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> the perfect standing head to knee or bow or eight angle or like whatever it's all I, I was thinking about this yesterday like just you had asked me about doing the interview and I was thinking about you know some of the questions and and I was thinking about looking forward to yoga this morning and I feel like I finally like kind of just relaxed into 
letting things be what they're going to be. Like, especially my yoga practice, like I'm really excited to come to yoga, but it's instead of, I haven't thought about, am I going to have a good class or bad class in a long, you know, like anything like that in a long time. But, but I finally feel relaxed into accepting whatever I'm going to get for yoga that day. Like, all right, maybe we'll do this and maybe we won't. And that's okay. Like whatever happens is happens and that's all good. So before, cause this just opens up like by saying that, <laughs> by saying that it opens up like this whole line of questions. So, um, before when you would go to your yoga practice or go to a studio, was there an expectation of things that you wanted, like a list of, I really want to see if I can take this further. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was, yeah, there's always that like, all right, can I, um, how far am I going to go on my back bend? Yeah. How far am I going to go in camel? How, um, how close am I going to get my forehead to my knee and like standing head to knee, you know, like how big is my, my bow going to be, you know, any of that stuff. Like, can I go a little deeper? Can I analyze (laughs) this a little more? (laughs) You know? And so then now you're saying that you've kind of just accepted that, when you talk about acceptance, is it um, is it more of like just accepting what that the se- you don't have control of the sequence, or is it accepting of you're just really glad to get to do it, and therefore whatever happens, if there's a magical moment or there isn't, that it's okay. Or I think that I'm not expecting from myself. My I don't have to like make big leaps and bounds every yeah. time I'm in class like it, it 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 doesn't have to be something magically measurable yes oh I think that's like that's that. like, I, I think just, that is key I think you have a lifelong yoga practice once you give up the rat race of chasing postures <laughs> and, and, and honestly like I the cool thing about being on zoom at any given time is like yeah, with all the mirrors and like a, a a hot yoga class, you can see everybody. But like, it's so freaking hot in there. I'm not paying attention to anybody yeah. else. Like, that was one of the lessons I learned. Like, I went in in full leggings and like a short sleeve top, and like, and and was like sweating to death. And everybody else is in like the little Bikram shorty shorts and like a bra. And I when I finally got to the point where I like took off my long sleeve top and just had my bra and I was like what the hell did I have so many clothes on and then like convinced me to get the shorts I was like I can never go back to that and also it's so hot in there no one else cares what I'm doing no (laughs) we're all just trying to survive in here like no one cares but it's it's you know you notice what other people are doing but the cool thing about the zoom is I get to watch uh, Amy do her her uh, drop back for the first time and cheer her on. I get to see Irene Pike into headstand for the first time yeah. and cheer her on, and you know, and laugh at everybody else when they're having a hard time, and you know, it and kind of commiserate and all the all the things that you love about creating a community, yeah. whether it's online or 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 in person. You know, I. I just really enjoy that stuff. And I think having having the community helps you get to the point where you can relax into all of that stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to get somewhere. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm here now at one point. Like, it's it's not about like, oh, I can do this now and and I'm going to quit. (laughs) totally right I mean and that's the whole thing with yoga is like you finally do achieve something right whether it's a a posture that you've been working towards or building or whatever I don't want to say goal I'm trying to kind of get away from like let the goal of your posture because I don't even know what that is anymore um we've really opened up this program to so many different asanas (laughs) that it's like we're just coming at things from all over the place and so um and so when you have that whole magical moment or whatever that is, um, 
I think I've lost my train of thought, but uh, (laughs) that's totally fine. Uh, It happens. But, uh, you know, that it's not about, oh, I know what it was. So when you do um, come to a posture and you achieve it for the first time, all it does is open up the doorway to like 10 more postures, you know, so you realize that there's no end goal you know, right. and what a wonderful lesson to learn in life, because as soon as you learn one lesson in life and you really get it, then you, you realize how much more there is for you to, to learn and grasp and realize and spend your time doing within this life. And so I, I think it really mirrors itself. And if your life is all about just achieving goals, then, then we're losing a little bit of something. It's about the journey of what those of going towards those, you know, quote unquote goals, you know, taught you. So one of the things that I learned in the hot room that I've carried on into the practice I have now, and also through the, through the book club, all the stuff we've been reading is just that internal self-talk. Like I remember being in like full locus every time we would go into locus. And I'd be like, oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate this. Because it was difficult for me. And one day in class, I was thinking to myself, I was like, if you keep saying you hate this, you're always going to hate this. Like, stop. <laughs> okay. From now on, every time you get into this, you need to be like, I love this. This is my favorite. Yep. And not right now, Mayor. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, no, please. No worries. <laughs> um. I realize if I keep telling myself I hate it, I'm always going to hate it. Like, I need to just, like, it's that whole idea of, like, imagining yourself beyond where you are right now and pretending you're already there. Like, I love this. And guess what? I don't know how long it took me. Not as long as I probably thought it would. But after a while, I my first reaction every time the the sequence came through and they're like, all right, full locus wasn't, I hate this in my head. It was no longer that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So whenever I catch myself and I don't do it as much now, I mean, there, there are times I still do it. I'm like, Oh, lunch war. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, press it lunch. <laughs> but but I realized too, like I catch myself doing that and be like, stop doing that. Like, just say you love it. And then, or, and then, you know, you can even get more general is like, I don't hate it. You yeah. know, like it doesn't have to be specific. Like, cause if you really dislike it, <laughs> it's well, hard to go to, I love. <laughs> no. And yeah. Like, right. It's hard to make that huge jump. Or there's, like, even if you just jumped from, I hate this to there's something that I need to learn here. Uh, that would be a huge leap for most people within a posture or within a life circumstance that makes them uncomfortable. Or even just going into something and being like, I can't do this. And then being like, don't say that. Like you can totally do this. Cause there are a lot of firsts that I've had where I was like, all right, I can do this. And then I did it. (laughs) Like, absolutely. What a thought, right? Magical thinking, but it's, until you, I don't know, it took me a while to realize that. And I, I think we all kind of struggle with that. But, like, that was one of the things that I kind of learned in the hot room and am still learning. But it, I feel like that's one of the bigger things that you realize. Like, yeah, um, it doesn't matter how strong or flexible you are. If your brain keeps telling you you can't do stuff, then you're not going to be able to do it, right? Yes. And you are the thoughts you think, you know, so you're either setting yourself up for success or, you know, or not, you know, um, and is yoga and just as a side note for any yoga teachers listening to this, uh, it's also really important to be aware of your words while you're teaching because, uh, it's, uh, there's certain things I would never say, like, don't quit because as soon as you say that everyone's going to quit. <laughs> Instead, you say things like "keep going," um, "you've got this," uh, "you can," you know, "you can take this a little further." But "don't quit" is all the student is going to think is "I should quit," <laughs> and then they do. And yeah. so you really have to be masterful about not only the thoughts you're thinking while you practice, but also as a teacher to kind of mold 
mold yourself and catch yourself if you're using negative speak um, when you're teaching yeah. as well, because you're you are influencing the outcome a lot of the time through that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is good stuff. I love that whole acceptance thing, Leslie. It's awesome. Yeah, I just was thinking about it yesterday, and I was like, oh, where did that come from? <laughs> now, uh, we know your yoga practice is entirely different than it used to be. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of the main differences, besides being online, um, you know, that you have seen over the last year uh, with your at-home practice? Oh, my God, where to start? Um <laughs> So, okay, the, the, let's let's break it down. The first thing is uh, when I would go before, um, I would go like three, four days a week at the studio because okay. I knew that was that that was good for me. Um, there was one point I did like a sixty day challenge. Okay, and that was hard, but it so was so hard. It was it was it was a good challenge for me. Um, but you know, I'm doing yoga six days a week now, and there are times when like on Sunday I'm like what do I do with myself like yeah <laughs> no I know I need a break and I always feel great um and even like when we recently had like two or three days off I was like Ooh, like what's it gonna be like when we come back I'm like no I'm fine yes but also I don't really like to go more than a day without doing it now and it that wasn't really a problem before like I could do three, four days a week and, and that was good. That was a lot because it just took it more is a time. Lot. But, um, I mean, the, I have more time to do stuff. Like I have more time now to like, I probably spend a similar amount of time every day, even though I'm not driving back and forth and it's not a 90 minute class, but also like I'm taking the time to warm myself up and do a little SMR before, hopefully do my Tibetans, um, and do a little what I like to call yoga homework, whatever whatever I am working on, whether it's like wall walks or um, a particular pose or something like that. Um, and didn't really have time to do that extra stuff before. Mm-hmm. And I feel a lot better when I do that stuff. Um, and I make time to meditate now. And that usually is after I'm done doing yoga and I didn't feel like I had time for that before, even though, let's be honest, I, I'm sure I did. It's just, it wasn't a habit I was cultivating. Yes. Um, but no, like, I think within like the first month of taking your class, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Uh-huh. Like, I can't believe the stuff that I can do. Yeah. Um, and I remember that first day in class, like everybody seemed like they knew what they were doing. And I was like, whatever, just follow the directions. Like you always do. Like, I, I'm just here to like follow and and then it'll it'll get more familiar and you'll be able to do more stuff but um i'm stronger i'm more flexible um there are and there are little tiny things that are that are different like when we're doing um separate like stretching yep um like I always had a hard time like sitting straight up like on my sit bones and now I'm like that's just an automatic it's it's tiny little things like that right like but for me that's a big deal or even just like full like separate like stretching like I would never be able to like come forward on my hands before and now I'm like "Uh, I can do that it's just that doing that little bit every day makes tiny little differences that are that add up just like so much. Absolutely. Um, Do you have any postures um, over the past year that you're you're like, wow, I I'm, I can do that pretty consistently now? Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of this, like eight angle. Yeah, I remember. I I remember watching Spanglish <laughs> with, with Taya Leone. I think it was Taya Leone. And, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. It was like the first 15 minutes of the movie and she was like in her bedroom doing yoga and she did eight angle. And I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> or when you started doing it in class with, I was like, I totally want to do that. That looks so How cool. How funny. But also I'm like, I'm hooked on arm balances. Like yeah. I, I really like that stuff. Um, 
Oh, I remember the first time I floated my foot up when we were doing elephant. I was like, how did that happen? Yeah. What's that? It's fun <laughs> you feeling. Know? I kind of, I, anything weird and wacky you throw at me, I kind of like that stuff. Cause I, although it's, I make all the faces, like I really do like what it does to my brain. I like the like different flows, like not just single postures, but like when we do elephant into eight angle, like I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where you really have to stop and think and. And honestly, I think some of my, my favorite things aren't necessarily singular postures. Like sometimes it's the workshop stuff we do, like the bandas, Mm -hmm. mind blown. Yeah, totally. (laughs) The banda thing was, I think for me in the 26 and two, like that was the missing link that would have made everything things so much easier and just so that I'm just going to interrupt you for a second just for people listening who are like what are they talking about now so a banda is um, a yogic lock so there's locks in the body um, and then when you use um, the information that you can gain um, about the bandas and bring them into your practice they help you uh, find better alignment, build more strength in your posture. I mean, the, it goes on and on what um, doing some bondo work can do for you, just so that they understand what that is. <laughs> Since we kind of flipped into. Yeah. And oh, most people sorry. know, I, I feel like bondo stuff has become more prevalent. Uh, yeah. But um, maybe that's also because I'm always looking for more information on it. Uh, that I feel like that way. Um, but I think that if anyone, and I know of some teachers out there that are doing some workshops right now on bondas, if anyone's holding a bonda workshop and you don't know what it is and you want that information, then you should go, you know, yeah. would you sure. agree, Leslie? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that just, for me, I was like, holy moly, this is, is a whole new world. But like, it was just kind of the key to unlocking a lot of a lot of different postures that I was struggling with, mm-hmm. including um, lunch warrior. You know, like I still bobble a little bit in that, but when I remember what I'm supposed to do with my bandas, I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. Like, yeah, what well, makes you feel lighter in in yes. so many ways? You know, so uh, yeah, it's it's something that I have taught for years is bandas. Uh, so it's um. And I think it's just, it saves every yoga practice. So it's something that you need to run into if you're going to keep going, I think. (laughs) For sure. Um, Have you ever taken a long break from your yoga practice? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Twice. Okay. The first time was when my uh, Bikram studio closed uh, and me and my Bikram family felt like Bikram orphans for Aww. a while. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't want to use that terminology loosely, but, yeah. um, we all felt very displaced and we're trying to find other studios to go to and nothing really kind of fit the bill. But lucky for us, it took about a year or so. And I was doing other things at the time, um, at the Y doing group exercises and, and some, some hot yoga, but not 26 and two, uh, with some other friends. Um, and then, uh, my friend Larry opened his own studio and then that was my home studio before Mm -hmm. COVID hit. Um, and that was, that was like a year. It was a long time. And then not most recently, that was a couple of years ago. And most recently I had to take, was it a month? Two months? Two months. I can't even remember how long it was. But um, I was in an accident. I was riding my bike and got hit by a car and broke my nose, my septum, and my left clavicle. And so I could not. Yoga. And this is. And. Honestly, I think after my husband, you were like the first one who knew because I was like, it was 8.30 in the morning, class was at 10, and the first thought in my head after oh man was like, (laughs) crap, I'm not going to be able to go to yoga today, like how long is it going to take until I get back to my yoga, like this is messing, like I hadn't had my, I was riding to get like coffee and go to the farmer's market, I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Now I'm in the hospital. I'm in the ER. Yeah. So, well, yeah. 
but also like my my whole reaction to that experience like I think I freaked out all the um first responders who who came to my aid and the people like I wasn't more flipped out about what was going on I was actually kind of calm about it Mm -hmm. Um, and the same thing at the ER, like they were super apologetic, like, oh, we're sorry, we're not getting to you. So I'm like, I'm fine as long as I don't move, like, I'm all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, um, it's okay. Yeah, I was, you know, I was fine. But um, had I not been in the shape that I was in, um, doing yoga six days a week, so I think I started online classes with you of like April of 2020, and mm-hmm. then the accident was in August. Okay, so we had that. I was going to ask. I was like, how long was so, it? Yeah, so. Yeah, what, I don't know, was that like six like, months or something Yeah, like five or six months, yep. Yeah, six days, you know, six days a week. Sure. Six months at least. And then, um, yeah, I had the accident. It was the end of August, and I took all of September off. And I think I slowly started doing a couple things, and you were so awesome because I was like, I remember talking to you and being like, I don't know what I can do. I can't do anything. You're like, nah, we'll just go through the whole series. We'll figure out. Yeah. I was like, you, you only have one arm, right? Yes. I was like, you can do everything. (laughs) You're like, what? All this stuff. And, and, and also I, I just remember being in my pajamas with my arm in a sling doing like standing head to knee. Cause I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. (laughs) I need this. Oh, but honestly, like my my doctors and my physical therapist were all like amazed at my recovery, especially for my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like my clavicle was broken, and you know I did physical therapy from like I think probably October through the end of December. But even when she first, my physical therapist first started helping me. And she was looking at my range of motion and everything. She's like, you're going to be fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're strong already. And she, she was so sweet. She, she liked working with me because whenever she would make corrections to the exercises I was doing, like, she's like, suck in your abs, do this, do that. And like, she's like, you're so easy to work with because you know, the proper technique for stuff. I was like, yep, you can thank my yoga teachers oh. for that. Like, <laughs> you know, but also I got the most benefit out of the physical therapy and was able to like recover so much more quickly, not just physically, but, but mentally. Cause I wasn't thinking of myself as, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was, it was interesting to see the change. Cause uh, you know, I do remember getting the text from you, um, from the ER <laughs> saying you weren't going to be in class that day. <laughs> and then I remember it was like a week later where we sat down and we were like, what is possible, right? Like if, yeah. if she's going to continue, first of all, the recommendation was you take a break right? That there was a break, a healing break that you're not back in yoga in two days, um, after getting, you know, hit by a car. Um, but that there is, um, I think a lot of times people get into a situation like that and then they give up their yoga practice for six months, right? which was not what we decided to do, you know, uh, because no, you're not going to go into an arm balance right now. You're in a sling, but there's benefits within um, that you, there's alternative things that you can do, you know, that are going to, when you would you ask yourself to go back into an arm balance after you've healed, that you'll, you'll be able to do it, you know, so um, that was kind of our concentration. For me, I think that whole, my learning from that helped my practice tremendously because I really had to focus on my body and how am I feeling? What can I do? Yep. What can I not, what can I not do yet? And at some point trusting that it's okay to try stuff. Like, all right, I couldn't do that before. Let's see what I can do. Yep. And like, then and kind of listening to my body but also having the courage to go, okay, like you couldn't do that a month ago, but can you do it now? Mm-hmm. And, and let's try and let's see. 
and yes. not focusing on the stuff that I couldn't do, but focusing on what you helped me with. It's just like, oh, no, we can figure out something for, and all the ab work. All right, <laughs> if you can't do this, we'll do abs. And now every time we do ab work in class, I'm like, this is so easy. This is easy. <laughs> I, I did hundreds of abs every time I took class. Uh, right. Yeah, because that was kind of like, well, we we need to keep you strong, you know. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you need that time to heal. But it was ama- it really was amazing to see, you know, you come back and and like really have to modify everything, and then started going into this like test mode of like, I'm gonna try a little bit of that today. I'm gonna try, you know, and see you all of a sudden take pieces of your practice back, whereas. Yeah. As a yoga teacher, I've seen a lot of people get injured in such a way, and then 10 years later, they're still like, well, I got into this car accident 10 years ago, and this happened, and it becomes, um, you know, um, it, it becomes something that will always be in the way because you're always living in the experience of the accident instead of going to the place where you healed. Right. And I have to, I've caught myself lately and we're like, stop saying that's your bad side or the side that you broke or the blah, blah, blah. Yep. I'm like, okay, we're, we need to let that go now. Yep. And be like, this is where we are right now. This is where we're trying to get to. Yes. This is my learning. What I, that's what I always say. Instead of my bad hip, it's my learning hip. It's where I'm going to learn right. the most lessons, you know, instead yeah. of shaming that part of my body for whatever <laughs> I did to it. <laughs> And I think honestly, the the by focusing on what I could do, it's kind of like that. Let's go back back to basics. So maybe I couldn't go into a back bend right away, but like then I had to work on the base of that, which was, you know, say the bandas or just like stretching up and out of my waist or just like the very beginning yes. part of that posture. But like that brought me such a huge understanding to the posture as a whole that it just made everything better yep because I couldn't skip past that stuff that's where I was so yeah Yeah. it was I yeah I don't know like had I not had the good practice beforehand like I know I know that's why mentally and physically I was able to move past that pretty quickly my husband still has to remind me like Leslie you got hit by a car yeah I was like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I mean well we have to remind each other sometimes too (laughs) you know it's like yeah but um you feel you did you healed so quickly and so beautifully and uh thanks for sharing that part of it of your yoga journey with us um but I'm not going to have you concentrate on that for the rest of the interview because uh, I don't want to dwell on the injury, but on the victory of your healing. Yep. Yep. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So if um, you could tell one, if you could tell someone who hasn't practiced yoga um, or has, uh, had a practice and then you know it's kind of faded away through the years one thing what would you tell them just to go back to it and try different try different kinds of yoga like I was never really in love with the more traditional hatha stuff but I liked it mm-hmm. um also, I, I never really liked down dog, but now that I know how to do it better, like, <laughs> about my bandas, like, I don't hate it anymore, you know, and I realize, yeah, everybody's like, it's a resting posture, and you're like, no, it's not, this is excruciating, but <laughs> um, just to, like, go back to it again and find find a class that you like, find a teacher that you like, whether that's in person or online and don't try to convince yourself that you like something you don't like. Yeah. That's it's fine. You don't have to like it. But keep looking. There's so many different teachers and so many different kinds of yoga. Mhm. Just enjoy it whatever it is. Enjoy it. And yes. Think about how it makes you feel after. Like that's always been the big thing whether it's 
lifting weights or Pilates or yoga or, or whatever that I'm doing, it's, it's like, think about how it makes you feel afterwards. Like, yeah, there are sometimes at the beginning of class, I'm like, I don't want to do this today, mm-hmm. but I never regret going to class ever. And truth. almost always I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, I love the world. I love everyone. <laughs> like, I'm so hopeful and like ready to go out into the world and, and share my love with everybody. I don't know. It sounds really woo woo, but I just feel better about everything afterwards. Myself, the world. I have a lot of hope and, and I don't know, energy and, and everything. So yeah, just give it a try and you, you deserve that time for yourself. And that's, that's, people keep talking lately about, you know, like make sure you put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help anybody else. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of times that's, you know, it's hard to, but you absolutely have to make time for yourself and you're worth it. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. I think if more people just took an hour a day, you know, just to move, you know, um, and your practice doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, it's an impossible thing to get, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be, and that's the other thing too, it doesn't have to be whatever anybody else is telling you it has to be, it could be 30 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, it could be an hour, you know, and you might start small and work up to whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, but you have to decide that for yourself. Listen, you know, listen to your body, like you tell us, you have, you have to live in your body and that's the truth. You have to decide. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to do a little bit of a lightning round. Um, okay. <laughs> if you've listened to this before, you know that we we don't. It's not very quick. Um, but <laughs> one one word posture, uh, one word answers, not postures. Okay. Um, if you can, but if you need to um, keep talking about it, or you want to say something more, then you're totally welcome to do that. Okay. Least favorite posture of the moment. super soldier because I can't seem to like get my brain wrapped around that get it I'm like oh every day it's, it's the one I'm like grunting and like come on <laughs> oh we'll get you into it it's just yeah. it is kind of pretzely I get that <laughs> it's like by hand I grab where okay but yeah, once you have it you have it <laughs> yeah. it's and, there I just haven't unlocked it yet <laughs> yes and it's easier if you break it down and do it as yeah. like a like um you know a goal posture for the sequence than it is to flow into like vertical splits to super soldier to half moon <laughs> you know that is like pfft. so I totally get that I totally get that <laughs> so favorite posture of the moment probably eight angle <laughs> yeah it kind of puts together everything you love like you really you have a a, a a super talent for like behind the head stuff and so it kind of puts that into arm balance I get it into arm I like balancing the, I like the arm balancing I like that okay so I also I don't know why I like non-symmetrical stuff so like when we do um what's the crow that we do where it's kind of uneven oh funky crow like a oh, asymmetrical crow also is what it's called that. Yeah, yeah, I love that too. Anything that's kind of weird and asymmetrical like that. Also, Archer. Oh yeah. Oh, I love Archer. Yeah. <laughs> I so love Archer. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm with you on that. Um. I uh, a book you would recommend? Hmm. Honestly, anything by David Sedaris, and especially if you're listening to an audio book, so yeah. that he can read it to you because he has a fantastic. He has a fantastic voice. Um. I really like um, Baddest Habits by Jen Sincero. Yeah. That really helped me um, a lot get get into some good habits that I had been kind of like avoiding for a while for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, that's one of the best, I feel like, habit books ever. So if you are, um, you know, trying to break a habit or trying to cultivate a new habit, that is the book to check out. I'll put it in the show notes for sure. it's really easy and, and empowering and, and, you know, it's not too much to ask. It's just 21 days and 
Yeah, and then you end up feeling really good every day. Yes. So, Who doesn't want that? Um, a memorable correction or adjustment that you received doesn't have to be within the last year. It can be just something where you're like, huh, you know, I mean, in general, it's Tori saying, Leslie, you're thinking about it too much. Like, <laughs> that's a good, good that's a good one. Because <laughs> I need that reminder because like I catch myself doing it all the time, especially when we're doing arm balances and I'm trying to place my hands perfectly. Yeah. Um, I tend to overanalyze stuff. So you telling me to like stop thinking about it too much. But um, I don't know. You just gave me one a little while ago when we were talking about doing pike into headstand. Yeah. Just the, it's not always what I think it's going to be easier. And it's not always – it's usually super simple stuff. Like, you know, like make yourself lighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but, that whole thing oh okay yeah I got that now or like you know it's sometimes it's just like you say something slightly different and then your brain is ready to receive that information and you're like oh you've said that 20 million times before and now all of a sudden I understood it yeah. you know so I think it's just or even just approaching a posture in a different way like doing um, sphinx pose where you're coming from above instead of from below I was like oh okay oh you mean cobra cobra yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. like just coming at things from a different angle sometimes yes is yeah it's gold (laughs) I mean it's just generally like changing your perspective on things right Mm mm-hmm yeah you just your perspective a little you just have a better understanding absolutely um if you could get one person on there, Matt, that has yet to practice or has stopped practicing, who would it be? I mean, it would be my husband, but okay. I feel like everybody says that. Oh my god, <laughs> it's but true. So when we when we met, he was doing yoga at a local yoga studio, um, and then when we started dating, we would go together to mm-hmm. yoga, and and that was great. And he kind of got out of it we stopped we stopped going together he would never go to any sort of heated yoga like that's just not his thing like the heat I think scares him off yeah it's not for everybody which is no, fine and that's fine which you know I'm kind of more in my head now I'm like oh, I could probably get him to do this this isn't heated we're just doing this stuff at home so I'll have to get him to like take a recording but he's he's fit and he like he loves riding his bike and rides his bike year round no matter what snow asleep whatever doesn't care but like also his he holds all of his stress in his his neck and his back yeah and now he's he's sitting even more at work and like so I've taught him all the SMR goodness that you shared with us to help relieve him yeah self-myofascial release just for those of you tuning in just you know what we're talking about yes (laughs) but also I'm like you just need to start doing some yoga again so it's not like he's he's opposed to like doing yoga because he used to do it with me it's just it's it's that habit thing that we were talking about yeah yeah like time and and put it on your schedule to do it in a regular but yeah I think it would help him I think it's natural for a lot of people to say their husband is who they would want to get um, to practice because, um, or your significant other, just because we love it so much and we see the benefit of having a daily practice that you want your your loved ones to also benefit from it. So I think it's normal. Yeah. My other my other answer would be my seven year old. Yeah. I, you know, what she was when I was first getting into like Bikram and she was, you know, three, four years old, I was like, how young does she have to be? Yeah. Um, and she's still, she's still a little young, but also like I'll find her on the couch doing sleeping yogi. Yes. I <laughs> know. She's got crazy flexibility. <laughs> and I think for her, I would love for her to have that, the mindfulness, right. And the, um, all the other things that go with the yoga that have nothing to do with strength and flexibility, just the, um, the mental state. Absolutely. Um, And I think, you know, by a parent having a regular practice, whatever that is, whether it's a meditation practice or a yoga practice, 
or you go do Tai Chi in the park every Sunday or something like that. But if you have a practice, the the little eyes are watching and you're planting seeds um, that you don't even know you're planting, you know, for them when it comes to what it is to see a person take care of themselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. She knows, you know, she knows that I meditate. And she know, you know, like she told me this morning, have fun at yoga, mom. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah, she knows. We'll get her there. And, yeah. And, yeah. She's the one, the reason I teach rock climbing is because of her. Because when she was three, I needed something to do with her. Like she had so much energy. And the, that was like one of the only classes that the Y had was rock climbing. And the teacher said to me, hey, uh, we need more teachers. Do you want to? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love rock climbing. Absolutely. And now for you, what would your, um, what, what posture are you working on right now the most? What is, what is the posture that you're like, that's, that's the next one I really would love to see myself in. Well, I can headstand, but I want to pike into headstand. Yeah. And Um, could you headstand before the last year? No. I know. How cool is that? (laughs) No, no. Like, I wasn't afraid of it, but could I do it properly? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And now it's just like, eh, I'm just going to hang out. Like, I remember in the beginning of class, too, watching other people, like, hanging out in a headstand. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, like, in a headstand, I've been working on my camel wall walks and just, like, my back bending in general or – you know, like, um, oh, drop backs. We were doing that. Yeah. Kind of that. And I know that I can do it. Like, I remember watching Amy do it for the first time, and I was like, I'm no longer, like, freaking myself out about stuff. Like, doing – I'm perfectly comfortable doing camel drop backs now. And before, I was like, uh, yeah. like, mm, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> and then at one point when we were working on it, I was like, I could do this. Just mm-hmm. do it. Yes. And, and, and repeated to myself, your, I release all fear and doubt. Yes. I release all fear and doubt and then just go. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's good. It's good. That's yeah. awesome. Leslie, that's a good list of list of stuff. I know it's all coming your way. I know it's all coming yeah. your way. Now, as we tie things up, is there any, um, nugget of wisdom or anything like that? You don't have to have one. Uh, but anything that maybe we didn't cover that you want to make sure that you say? I, I find myself more and more every day just looking around and trying to be present and enjoying all the things that I get to do. Mm-hmm. Just going outside and sitting in the sunshine or going and getting my coffee in the morning and chatting for a quick sec with the baristas or... Yeah, you know, like, I get to go to yoga every day and hang out with my family and, I don't know. It's good. Yeah, it's the simple things, right? Yeah, just all the the things that, you know, I, you know, I know you do pizza every Friday night and we started doing pizza, homemade pizza every Sunday night. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's the little stuff and stopping Stopping to pay attention to the little stuff when it's happening and not thinking like that you have to get to some destination, but just realizing that you just need to enjoy the whole process of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I like it. I think that's a great way to end it. Um, and there's a lot to think about there because it is, it's true. It's, it, it definitely is um, appreciating every moment and finding the tools such as yoga or meditation um, that get you to that space where you really are appreciating um, and, and living in that gratitude space. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely say to people, meditate. <laughs> <You know? laughs> for sure, for it's, sure. It's something I've been wanting to do for such a long time. And was always like, eh, I don't have time for that. Or I don't have the tools for that. Or I don't you know, making excuses, but now I'm like, it doesn't take that long. And I don't know, I think there's such a huge benefit from it. And I think it's more accessible. There's so many apps and everything now. But I think it's just, you can do it wherever. Mm-hmm. 
and it's something awesome that you can do for yourself and it doesn't have to take a bunch of time and, and the amount of time you put into it compared to the benefit that you get out of it is just, I don't know, amazing. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. Um, I know people are going to take away a lot of awesome uh, things from this conversation because you had a lot of wonderful things to say. And I appreciate um, the time that you spent with us today. So thank you, Leslie. So she rocks, right? I so love hearing what she had to say about coming to the realization that there really is no destination when it comes to your yoga practice. There will always be more to learn on the mat within the journey of your life. Now, before you go, you need to join me for myself, my fascia release workshop coming up on Tuesday, May 11th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. This one is a serious game changer and it's for everybody. Yogi, barely a yogi, not a yogi at all everybody. When you leave this workshop, you'll know how to correct your muscle imbalances, improve your joint mobility, reduce your muscle soreness and improve tissue recovery, feel great in your body no matter what activity you take on, have a greater understanding of your body's specific trigger points and how to relieve them. Just know you're basically learning how to give yourself a massage. Um, hello, it's the best. You'll find the link to register in the show notes or just go to my website at meetmeonyourmat.yoga and click on shop. I'll see you next week for another real life inspiring story from a yogi just like you. Until then, I look forward to the day I get a chance to meet you on your mat.